welcome to Friday PM. Everyone, you are so welcome for all our viewers who have been watching faithfully. We welcome you back. And for anyone new who is signing in for the first time, we are so grateful and we pray you will be blessed. Tonight, we are doing something very, very specific and very sensitive to what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And I'm going to jump right in and introduce our wonderful guest. And that is Janet Woodrow. Janet, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. You are just someone that we have known for a long time, you and Johnny Woodrow. You've been uh, wonderful friends of Vine Song for years now. We've walked a road with you, isn't it? And I'm going to start to just introduce you, Janet. And uh, for those who don't know Janet, um, you and Johnny are British and you were married in 1974. And then you said you moved to South Africa straight away. And I just asked you, was that on assignment? And you said, no, you weren't even uh, born, born again. again. No, not then. Um, but uh, I think we were so desperate to get out of England. We just felt that we wanted something new, something. There was new horizons in the world. And um, so Johnny got a job uh, posted overseas. And uh, the next thing we knew, we picked up our bags, got on a plane and flew out of the United Kingdom. And we arrived in South Africa um, and we were to spend our next 10, 11 years there. Um, and it was an adventure of a lifetime because that's where we met Jesus. Amazing. And please, Janet, can you tell us about your friend who um, was praying for you? Okay. On your well, wedding at my, Yeah, at my wedding, because uh, we decided to get married and go, it kind of happened all very quickly. And John's boss was invited to the wedding and his wife came and I'd never met her before. But she, she was told by the Lord and I found out later that um, she was praying for my salvation and the Lord had assigned her me as a, as a task where she was to pray until I made it into the kingdom. And she was faithful for four years, uh, which was amazing. I haven't seen her since. Um, and, but uh, that's a celebration maybe we'll have when we get to glory. But it was incredible, really, her faithfulness before the Lord. Um, and I look back and I think, gosh, you had a plan and, and this lady was the instrument that you used to bring me in. And I owe her uh, an eternal gratitude for what she did for me. Um, and she was the one, um, after we'd been in South Africa for a short while, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Yeah. And she was the one who who set up a 24-hour prayer network for me, for my, for my healing. And I wasn't fully in the kingdom by then either. Um, but God's mercy at that time, he brought about a deliverance. And so MS didn't get its full hold on me at the time, but they said, don't ever have children, Janet, because you'll be in a wheelchair. Um, but then the journey continued and, and I met Jesus. A, a little while after that and um, and then uh, I had my first child 
and uh, the symptoms of MS came back and I went to a Gloria Copeland healing ministry when she did her healing schools and God supernaturally healed me in that meeting. Um, and I walked away and the doctor said, well, no, you, you've had a reprieve, that's for sure. And, uh, and then we came back to the United Kingdom many years later. Um, and uh, that's when the next fight came. Um, Johnny was on his way to Israel. We'd been in ministry for a long while by that time. And uh, suddenly all the symptoms started coming back. And this time it was serious. This time it was fierce. And, and I thought, Lord, what do I do with this? Because I know you healed me all those years ago. And this was, what, 10, 15 years later. And, and I said, Lord, this is not right. You promised me my healing. And so we had a, a journey, Jesus and I, where he taught me how to stand on the word of God, mm. how to fight, how not to be moved by what I was feeling. Because that was scary at times because it would just overwhelm my body. You know, I knew there was a demonic force climbing on me and it was it was frightening and scary. Um, but we'd been trained in Africa how to fight. But now I was learning how to do it and um, how to live in the truth of his word, regardless of what was going on in my body. And Johnny flew off to Israel and we i flew out to meet him and this thing would keep trying to come on me but i would just freeze and start to pray in the spirit because it would paralyze my leg and uh i i couldn't move and, and i'd be a bit shaky and johnny would come alongside me because he started to read my body language and and he said and i'd say it's happening again and so he'd pray so for about three months, this was going on and on and on, and it wasn't changing. But in Israel, we'd met, uh, there was on, the, on one of the buses, there was this woman with a healing ministry. And um, I just felt to speak to her, and I said to her, look, I, I'm battling symptoms in my body of MS right now, but I know I'm healed will you fight with me? Will you come along and pray with me? And she said, absolutely. And so she came to the bedroom that night and she prayed for me and I got knocked out in the spirit and I was out cold for the rest of the night, woke up in the morning and all the symptoms are gone and I was fine and I gave testimony of it. And then we come back to the UK and now it starts all over again. And I went, Lord, this is enough. What do I do? He said, sing. And I said, sing? I don't feel like singing. My, my body's going into things here that I don't like. What do you mean sing? He said, just focus on me and sing and praise me because you know you've got it. And so it was, it was a journey with Jesus of discovery yeah. at different stages of the fight where he showed me what to do next. Wow. Um, because everybody around me, and I didn't share with many because I couldn't trust them. Yeah. Because, you know, the Bible says, don't, don't share with flesh and blood. 
when you're in a battle with the enemy, you've got to stay in faith. You've got to stay focused on the word of God. And you can't afford the privilege of doubt and unbelief. And you're fighting enough in your own situation without anybody coming and, and, and telling you, oh, yeah, but, oh, yeah, but. And I, and I couldn't afford that. Yeah. So there were only three people that knew, Johnny, yeah. myself, and my son. Wow. And, and they stood and we fought together until I broke through. And then one day I suddenly realised... Uh, you know, I'd be tripping over my feet and people would say, you've been drinking too much, Janet. And I would go, ha, 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 yeah, yeah. And go off to the bathroom and just worship the Lord wow. and come back again and carry on as though nothing had happened. Oh. And and then one day I suddenly realized this thing's not coming anymore. It stopped. And that was the last of it. And I've never looked back. But, you know, he, he tries to see if the room is clean. And he comes around the corner every now and again. But he, the blood of Jesus Hallelujah. is so powerful. Hallelujah. And he knows that if he comes, the blood's coming after Hallelujah. him. So oh. I refuse to bow to that lying spirit anymore. So, Amen. A woman of God. Oh, and it's a journey, isn't it? It's that process. I've been hearing that word process a lot the last few weeks. Process. It is. The thing The thing is, you know, Psalm 139 says the days are written of you before you even fulfilled them. And, and, and so I've learned with the Lord that even though I don't get it, I don't understand it, I don't know why, it's actually happening. Um, but I refuse to allow that to be the final situation Amen. I've learned to go to Jesus and say what do I do now right what, what how do I handle this hmm. because I don't know you know and, and he taught me that David whenever he was in a battle he would always go back to the Lord and inquire of him hmm. and find out what to do hmm. and you know every battle was different every response to the battle was different hmm. and so there isn't one one recipe fits all. And so there's this big Jesus sometimes. And when you're overwhelmed and fearful, I just see him there and I just slip my hand in his and I just say, I don't understand, but I know you love me. <laughs> and I know you've got the answer. Show me how to go through this. Give me the, give me the tactics that I need to overcome. And, and that's that's it, really. It's not that it doesn't come. It's just what you do when you're in the fight. Yeah. Are you going to quit and throw in the towel and say, okay, let it come? Or are you going to say, uh-uh, that's not what Jesus said. That's not what my portion is. That's not my inheritance. And so I'd go to the Word and I'd dig around in there and I'd say, come on, Jesus, what do I do now? And there was another incident one time and, and and I had problems with my thyroid and I said, Lord, you know I don't do sickness. What do I do with this? Yeah. And he said, just walk with me, Janet. Just walk with me. And the story of Enoch comes back. He walked with God. And, and so that's what I'm trying to do continually throughout my days and my lives is tune into Jesus when yeah. I don't have the answer to handle today. I love that. You the other day when we had a chat, you said to me, I'm just his maid servant, Charlene. And I just 
I just listen to him and I do what he said, just like Jesus used to hear what the Father used to say and he did what the Father said. Mm. And it's such a journey that you take with a walk with the Holy Spirit that as he speaks, we speak and learning how to be just frank with him, isn't it? And mm. yeah. I, think, I think God knows better than we do where we are. And, you know, we can get so religious about talking to Jesus, but, you know, the Holy Spirit's there inside me. And I was reading John 17 this morning where he said that we've made our abode in you. The Father's in me, Jesus said, and we're in you. And I think, well, you're just there. You're, you're always there. I don't have to go hunting for Jesus. He's just beside me, in me, over me, under me, beside, in front of me, you know, where, Behind everywhere you. I go, man, it's just, he's hand on my here. Oh, and, yeah. and it's just, in the battle, we've got to learn to lock in to the, the wealth that's inside of us, which oh. is the Holy Spirit. And, and, and utilize that grace that's there to say, Holy Spirit, I need to sh you to show me. I need to understand what Jesus wants me to do here. And I learned something a wee while back again. Uh, one of them, I think it was Kenneth Copeland's daughter, uh, daughter said, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of the Father. He's the truth giving spirit. He's the life. And, and I thought, but, and he's inside me. And so I'm training myself, not always successful, but I'm training myself to always look to him. I know you're here. You know the answer because you've been here before I got here because you're always in my future. <laughs> so you knew what was going to happen. I just need to know what you need me to do to get over this to the next phase. Right. Um, and, I, and I remember a song by um, Kim Clement, and, it, and he sang it once, and I thought it was such a silly song. But it comes back all the time that I see you in the future and you look much better than you look right now. And, and it makes me laugh because I think that's exactly what Jesus does. He sees us in our future and he sees us better than we are right now. So if he's already there and he's already done and planned my future, why am I frightened and panicking and freaking out because I don't know what to do? He really knows because he's been here before I got here. Oh, I, I love that. I, I, I love that you mentioned John 17 because oh. verse 15 says, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you will keep and protect them from the evil one. Amen. Amen. That's his heart for us. Absolutely. And the thing is, Jesus called us overcomers. He called us more than conquerors. He called, called us his victorious bride. He called us the army of the living God, you know. And I, and I look at David, and when he faced a giant, he said, you're an uncircumcised Philistine. Get out of my way. I'm going to, you're bread for me, Caleb said, when he faced the, the mountain. He said, I want to take my mountain. These, these giants are bread for me. And, and in the New Testament, we're all hiding under the duvet, hoping that the devil's going to pass by and, and forget that we're there. And Jesus is going to fix it all. But Jesus will fix it all 
if the bride, if the, if the body of Christ takes on the responsibility of being the partner to bring his kingdom to bear in the earth, we have to be people that are going to live this stuff. Amen. We're not, we're not survivors. We're no. overcomers. Amen. And, and, I'm, and I'm tired of looking at the church and thinking, come on, guys, wake up. We've already got this victory because he said we had. Yes. And so the only job we're supposed to do is enforce what Jesus did. You remember when he said to the disciples, they'd just been out in the field and they said, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And what did Jesus say? Don't relish in that. Relish in the fact that your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. But I saw Satan fall like lightning. And I thought, that's right. He's already fallen. He's already under my feet. He's already broken. He's defeated. My job is to take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and take his head up every time he sticks his head up. Just get out of my way. The blood of Jesus is against you. I'm more than a conqueror because he's in me. I'm in him. And we're going to overcome and we're going to see the power of God move as the church wakes up to who she really is. He's coming back for a bride without spot, blemish or wrinkle. He's not coming back for a broken church in survival mode, hoping to get out of here uh, as quickly as possible. He's coming back for a people that have made disciples, that are taking dominion and that are bringing about the reality of the kingdom of God in the earth in this hour. That's what I, I believe. I, I see that. That's what I believe it's all I, about. I'm telling you, every time we talk, Janet, my spirit is ignited for, for what God is about to pour oh. on this earth. I mean, he says, he says in Acts 2 verse 17, I, in the last day declares the Lord, I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. And mm-hmm. you said uh, on, on, uh, when we were chatting, That's one thing you said. We find ourselves at the most incredible time in history. And we have an assignment as intercessors to call that which is not into reality, the revival that is coming. Please share. Please share what's on your heart. That's well, it's just that, you know, you look at so many of the patriarchs of the old and and they inspire me. Caleb inspires me. And I think he was 80 when he took his mountain, do you know what I mean? And I think, yeah, I want that fire. But I want, I want the strength that Caleb had to go out there and fight as one of, of David's mighty men to take the mountain that 40 years before he was denied because of unbelief. Mm. And, and the church needs to wake up. The, one of the greatest sins in the church is we do not believe. Yes. We, we spend more time procrastinating and trying to figure out why it didn't happen instead of just saying, thus saith the Lord. This is what he said. This is who you are. But we've not spent the time of teaching the body of Christ to who they are in Christ. So we've been in, in this survival mode for so long. But a, oh, I don't know how long ago it was. It was years back. It was a church that we were in in the early days when we came back to the United Kingdom. And I was, I was in the music team at the time and I saw, I saw the glory cloud coming and it was just so thick and so amazing. I didn't recognize what it was. I thought, what the heck is that, Lord? 
and he just said that's my glory and the and the kabod which is the weight and the heaviness of his presence is where it all is and so there i saw it coming and i share i decreed it i said the glory is coming and that was 10 15 odd years ago and it's still not here yet and but it's growing and yeah. and it's getting heavier and it i is. and i see that the earth is in trouble the earth is groaning for the revelation of the yes. sons of god i see that the, that there's so much out there so much darkness isaiah 60 says arise shine your light has come the glory of the lord is risen upon you great darkness will cover the earth but my light will be seen upon you and i'm thinking that's the glory coming up from my belly there's a river of living water that's to pour out of me that is going to drench the nations in his goodness and i think there's an army of us and i was listening to a man uh, i think it was um uh chuck pierce he said there's a locking of of our shields in the spirit realm where the the unity and the and the oneness of faith and the purpose of the body of christ they link they link in that just shoulder to shoulder and the wave of the power of god coming through us as he releases the river out of us there's nothing that can stand against what god's about to do no. but no. god is also going to cause us to come into alignment come Amen. into position and god needs us where he needs us and people have said oh i just i'm not easy i'm restless and i said start praying and find out where he wants you in this season because where you need to be is where he needs you to be part of the outpouring of his spirit to touch the nations of the world and psalm 2 says cry out to me and i will give you the nations psalm 2 is is where it's all at i mean god is in the heavens and he's looking down and the church is in disarray because we're in disunity but god's going to heal us he's going to restore us he's going to bring about a move of the spirit and how i saw it um about 5 or 6 years ago when we first got to sweden he got me up in the middle of the night and i was so restless and i said lord what are you trying to tell me and i found a magazine by billy broom one of my favorite intercessors prayer warriors and in it she's talking about the former rain and the latter rain coming together and the greatest outpouring that the earth has ever seen because the earth needs to see the outpouring of his glory and i thought oh Lord this is something I've cried out to you for so long. I've said to you Lord if you are not coming then take me home. I do not want to be in the earth when it just crumbles and is destroyed if you are not going to be here because we need you. Holy Spirit show me what's going on and he said to me start to cry out for the glory. Start to cry out for the outpouring. Start to cry out for that encounter and the release of the power of the spirit and then he I realized what he was trying to tell me was that Jesus said to them when he left uh, in the beginning of the book of acts he said wait in jerusalem until the outpouring of the spirit but they were in one place they moved to jerusalem 
uh, uh, I think they'd been on the beach with him or something. I don't know where they'd been. But they move, they go into Jerusalem, they go into the upper room and they start praying and they come into this unity. They come into this oneness and 120 of them gather. And in that place, they're obedient, they're willing, they're yielded, they're hungry for a move of God. And suddenly the Holy Spirit breaks forth. But he showed me in this outpouring that's coming that there are revivalists all over the world waiting and expecting a move of God and they're hungry for him and they're praying and they're interceding and they're crying out and they're saying, come, Lord Jesus, come. And the, and the Bible says, Jesus said, I will not come until you cry. And I know that's talking about the Jews, but there is a cry in the bride where she's so hungry for her king that she's saying, Lord, don't leave us like this. We need you. And she's crying so hard and, and really reaching out for it. And he said to me, there is an outpouring that that what happened in the upper room is going to happen all over the world simultaneously as people cry out together the unity is in the realm of the spirit we're gonna that cry is going to be heard and when the when the bowls in heaven reach that right place or whatever it is that he needs from us reaches that as 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 billy brim says that moed that point in history that moment in time where god says now the release comes and the flood of his glory starts to invade into the earth and the kingdom of god is going to manifest and it's going to be so awesome when it comes that you know they're saying billions are coming into the kingdom and i think it's sweeping nations iran and all the places that it looks impossible china and thousands of people and billions of people around the world just flooding into the kingdom that's what i see and that makes my heart ache i ache for that and i've ached for it for so that I just really feel, Lord, just give me the grace to hang on for that moment when I'll see it with my own eyes. That's what I believe. That's what oh, I'm trusting Janet. him for. Oh, Janet, I, I feel that with you because I see it wherever we go across the world. I see little fires everywhere, groups of six, little groups gathering in their homes, praying, um, um, intercessors that are carrying carrying this groaning of the Holy Spirit. Oh. He's, 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 he's with us. He's with the intercessors and they're groaning. And I, I speak to Barbara Sweetmore. You're watching. You guys are gathering, six of you praying. Joseph Pollock, you guys are praying. Little fires. And she says the other day they were praying and, and, and they were playing Peace Like a River, Vine Psalms, Peace Like oh. a River. And at the end where it says, come Holy Spirit, let oh, your fire amen. fall. And she said, by the time it said, um, the wind of your spirit is blowing everywhere. Now, I, I grew up in South Africa. You stayed in South Africa. Oh, I loved it. The Amen. moment that wind blows and there are little fires everywhere, the moment you say that it is an outpouring and that wind of the Holy Spirit will blow, it will ignite all the different fires into a massive fire mm. that we, we don't know. And, and we mustn't let those fires grow cold. No, no. Because no, no. I, I find that some intercessors are weary now. But they I are. think we, we, we must not let our fires grow cold. We must Amen. keep on interceding. Isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And the thing is, but we do need encouragement. The body of Christ needs to be encouraged. Um, the, the Bible says, don't 
grow weary in well-doing um, because you will eat of the fruit of your labor. You know, every prayer, every prayer, every tear is actually captured by the Father and he, and he holds all of them, you know. There's not a word that he misses. There's not a heart cry that he misses. And, and, and it's just, it's just his time, it's his moed. And obviously his heart cry is that there, that there are so many that need to come in. But we were up against some, some demonic forces and strength in the in in the darkness in the in the in the world of the enemy, where he's sown so much seed of lying yeah. and so much deception out there, that the church has lost her identity. Yeah. And but there's there's so many of us now, uh, the remnant God calls us, yeah. um, and and we as we come into that place, and people have said, well, supposing they don't catch the fire, and I said, oh, you don't know my father. Because as it starts to break, you know, you've always got the forerunners, the ones that are up ahead. But as they start to see the breaking of the rivers of glory, then the people start, oh, it's happening. It's yes. ha and they get in behind they you. So behind. there's room, yes. there's room for everybody to come yes. on board. God's got room for everybody. Um, and, and whether you're the first or the last, the Bible says the last shall be first. And yeah, so he's got room for everybody. And he'll ignite one another as we're going. And that encouragement that we need in this hour is that don't give up, brother. Don't give up, sister. We're going to make this. And, you know, so many of my brothers and sisters have gone home to be with the Lord. I said goodbye to my mom last year. And I said, well, just, you know, if I don't see you before, you just get that kettle on. I'll see you in glory and we'll catch up on what Jesus did. And we can talk about the great things that we all shared. Because even those that have been forerunners and they're in glory. I mean, I, I get this picture every now and again where they're all hanging over heaven saying, come on, guys, get on with it. You know, you can do this. You can win this. You know, you, you're great. And they're all wishing they were here because they see what God is about to do, because they're getting ready up there. Um, and so they've got an advantage to us. But but the, the one thing the Lord showed me the other day, I was talking to somebody and she said, I find it so hard, Janet, to believe. And I said, you know what? Jesus said something to the disciples. Or he said it to, to, um, to Thomas. But I, I heard it in a different way. He said to Thomas, uh, blessed are they that have believed and not seen. And I said, Blessed are we that believe, even though we can't see. We cannot see what God is busy doing, but his word is enough of an anchor for our soul to say, you promise that this is what you are going to do. We're standing on the promises, just like Daniel did for those 21 days. He didn't let go because he wanted an answer to what he saw in scripture. And so we have to be determined we have to be persistent we have to be long-suffering we have to have tenacity and we have to say no Lord we're not letting go not letting we're go. not letting go of the promise and I suppose in my feeble prayers way back when I said if you're not coming I want you to take me home because I don't want to be here I just thought Lord no that's not the heart attitude it's not we're not in escape mode we're in overcoming mode. Amen. We're in victory mode. Amen. We're in, in triumphant mode because he's coming. And he's going to make this church that we are worthy of a king that is coming for a bride who's without spot, blemish or wrinkle. 
We are we're going to be made worthy to be his partner for eternity. And, you know, the blood speaks so loudly. If only we would pick it up and say this, it, we're, we're made worthy because of him. Do I deserve that? Absolutely not. But he made me worthy because yes. he shed his blood for me. So I won't despise that. So even though I don't feel worthy of what he's done, he made me worthy enough to receive it. Amen. So out of that humility, I go, Amen, Lord. Amen. Here I am. Amen. Here I am, whatever you have need of. Um, but we've got to clean up, Charlene. We really have got to clean up. And we've got to repent of our unbelief. And even as that, that man in, in the New Testament, when he said to Jesus, help mine unbelief. I have to go to him sometimes because I need help with that too. Um, so I, he's, he's made provision for every failing and weakness yes, of human yeah. life. So, so we really don't have too much of an excuse here, but we need to encourage one another. Yes, in the we Lord. do. And I want you to share that um, vision that you shared with me um, about the millennials, about the young people. Yeah, that, that was quite amazing. Um, I was in my bath soaking. So you can't get away from Jesus anywhere. Um, there I was soaking, having this wonderful time, just meditating in the Lord, you know, soaking in the water, but soaking in the Lord at the same time. It was lovely and quiet. It was peaceful. And suddenly I got caught up in the spirit and, and I saw um, thousands, I don't know, millions maybe. It was hard for me to see. It was so far reaching. And there was just all these kids, young people. Obviously, they were younger than me, so they were young people. And, uh, and there was just hundreds of them coming. And then, but, but then I looked closer and they were... They were so covered in filth, that the filth of the world. You know what I mean? The, yes. the lies of the enemy, right. and it was, and it was just, it was disgusting. It was so horrible. And I, and I looked again, and then I saw this gigantic angel, and, and he was enormous, and he had this hose pipe. This, and you know, if you, if you ever watch a fireman holding a hose pipe there's a kickback and yes. they've really got to hold that thing tight because the pressure of the water coming through is so violent that that they've got to hold it steady so i mean these guys the firemen are only big guys so but this angel was gigantic and he had this hose pipe that was so big and yet there were all these thousands and millions of kids out there and this water comes gushing out of this pipe and none of the kids got blown away with the water. They just stood there with their heads down and their arms back and just braced themselves for this water just gushing over them. And, and I suddenly realised what he was showing me, that the power of his word was going to set them all free because he was going to wash them in his word and it was going to bring deliverance. You know, Jesus said in Luke 4, 19, I think it is, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And I've preached it so many times. He has anointed you because of something. You've got a job, you have an assignment. So that in Jesus, 
declaration was, I'm here to set captives free. I'm, oh, I'm here to open blind eyes and break the chains of captivity and raise the dead and, and preach the gospel of the good news and declare the acceptable year of the Lord. And, and I think that was Jesus's assignment and I'm in him and that's my assignment. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because... The preaching of the word of God is going to set, set them free. And, it, and I said, I, and I heard a, somebody preaching the other way, other day, and he said, the millennials are coming. And the Lord reminded me of that vision. And he said, it's the millennials, the ones that everybody's quitting on and giving yeah. up on. And, ah, oh, you know, they'll never be. But his word, the power and, and, and the magnitude of his word is going to set them free. And, and, and I thought, Lord, we need to preach the unadulterated truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We've Amen. got to stop playing church and stop playing the games of church. We've got to stop being the people that make disciples. That's what he's commissioned us to. Go and make disciples. He didn't tell us to build churches. He said make disciples. Amen. But you know one thing just recently, and the Lord's just reminded me of this. Um, I think we've lost the fear of the Lord. You know, we've come a bit blasé about our relationship with Jesus. And I I get offended by that now uh, because I I realize that I can't be cavalier about who he is in my life. And I started praying about it and I said, Lord, we need you to come back in a way that brings us into the revelation of who we really are dealing with. You are the king of this universe. I mean, he put the stars in the sky. He was there. Um, the word of God, when he pre- uh, spoke it out, the father spoke it out. The word was there. The spirit of God was there. And we've become flippant about who they are. Yeah. And I just feel the power and the revelation of this king, the awesomeness of who he really is, I need to see that. Mm. So I come back to a place of full reverence of the king of kings and the lord of lords. And thank you what you're doing there. In You're right there in the north. I, I haven't even told everybody that you're in Sweden and you're... You're ministering there. You've been with God TV. And then you moved to Sweden, and now you've got an international um, team fellowship. Of, a fellowship in your home, and, and you really are with the nations. So you have a heart for the nations, which is what we have as well. Amen. And so, could we end our time and just ask you to pray for the nations and pray for Amen. those who watch it, so that we can be reignited in our fires, little fires, trusting the Holy, the wind of the Holy Spirit to come and blow and bring Amen. about this big revival that we've been praying Amen. for. Amen, Janet. If you, don't you know that lovely song that you talked about that you guys sing so beautifully is, "Come now, Holy Spirit, and take control." And and Holy Spirit, we just. We love you so much because you're just the precious gift that Jesus gave all of us. Help us to learn how to work with you and to yield to you and be obedient to you because you have the answers to everything the Father desires to do in us and through us. You know exactly the blueprint of what the Father decreed 
about our individual lives, our corporate lives, the nations. Father, you have a DNA for every individual, but you also have a DNA for the nations. And that blueprint, Father, is what you want us to see. And it comes through the power of your engrafted word, which is able to save us to the uttermost. So Father, we thank you that Jesus said, you know, when we eat of the flesh and we drink of the blood, we're actually partaking of Jesus. But when we fellowship it in the word of God, we're actually being ministered to and fellowshipping with Jesus too. So Father, we want to say to you today, let the word become a fire in our bellies. Let it be a strength in our soul. Let the word of God grow and magnify itself inside of us so that we become the tower of strength, that magnified glory of the living God, because it's we're tramping out the 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 glory of your goodness across the nations of the world and bringing about your shift, bringing about your change, speaking out and decreeing into the atmosphere your divine will of what you want to bring about. You see it already, Father, but I'm asking you to give us, Lord, eyes to see what the Spirit of God is doing and give us ears to hear what he is saying so that we can partner with you, Father, from heaven and bring about your heart's desire for every nation that we stand in, every nation that we come from. You said to us in Psalm 2, ask of me and I will give you the nations. Father, I ask for your people to start to cry out for their nations, that Lord, the rivers of living water start to flow out of their bellies, out of their bellies and bring a cleansing across their nations, that they plead the blood of the Lamb over every nation that is in this world, Father, that you gave your life, your son's life for. You bought and paid for all of it. So Lord, we return by coming back to you and saying, Father, give us our inheritance. Give us our responsibility to fulfill your divine plan, how we partner with you in the days that lie ahead. Help us to link our shields in the realm of the Spirit across the nations, Father. There's no distance amongst us, but there is a unity that you will bring by the Spirit, Father, that will usurp every barrier, every river, every sea, everything. It will be something in the Spirit, Father, where you lock us in to one voice before heaven, one sound before your throne, Father, that allows you to move in a corporate sense through all of us at one time and bring the healing of the nations and bring the deliverance and everybody that is feeling weak and defeated and weary, Father, I pray right now by your spirit that you quicken them that you make them alive, that you fire up their spirits, that you stir them up, Lord, that they, like Timothy, is reminded of the prophecies that have been spoken over their lives, the dreams that have laid dormant in their spirits for so long. Father, I speak life to every single one of them. I breathe the fire of your spirit into their hearts, and I say, Father, set them alight with your glory and let them shine again. Revive them, Father. Restore them, Father. Replenish them, Lord, and fill their hearts with a new fresh hope 
and a new destiny that Lord here am I send me and make us one like Jesus asked in the book of John in John 70 make us one like you are one in Jesus name I pray amen 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 oh thank you that was powerful powerful Janet it's been an honor. I hear Thank your you heart. So you know, I, while you were praying, I just want to share something from Dutch Sheets, Give Him 15. And I do want to encourage those who are watching to download the app, Give Him 15. And it's every morning, Dutch Sheets, such a wonderful intercessor, such a Amen. wonderful knowledge of the word, knowledge of decreeing and declaring. I just want to read a few things from. Uh, he's given 15 posts on the 15th of January, and I don't know if you remember, but it was uh, okay, it was now. titled "Let's Dream a Little." And as oh, we okay. end this about revival, he said, "Let's dream a little." I'll just very quickly read here. Number one, when revival comes, the presence of God will be oh. incredibly strong in our lives and our gatherings. His manifest presence will be so real; gimmicks will no longer be needed. Bite-sized messages of 10 to 15 minutes will not be enough. People will be hungry to learn from God. The fullness of Christ's anointings will be manifested. Amen. Salvations will occur by the millions. Deliverance will be dramatic. People will be freed from oppression, immorality, gender confusion, hatred, anger, rejection, eating disorders, mental disorders, fear, drugs, and more. Miracles, signs, and wonders will be prevalent. Amen. Crime will diminish, uh, diminish, violence will decrease. Entire gangs will be saved. Drug dealers will be born again. Pornography will decrease. Poverty will lessen. Love will abound, and government officials will be transformed God will be honored in many government places. That is what will happen Hallelujah. when we pull together and Amen. pray. Yeah. Amen. And worship. Praise the Lord. Amen. You so encouraged me, Janet. Thank you. And I pray that everyone listening tonight was just as encouraged as I am. Do not cease praying. When Jesus was uh praying he said wait with me with the disciples oh, wait a yeah. little let's wait with him while he he groans the holy spirit in these mm, last days amen, amen, so amen. we can't wait to see you again janet there in sweden and sing a little bit in swedish <laughs> we can remember <laughs> and uh, thank you for taking time to share your heart and uh I'm sure this is not the last time we'll have you on because I've just been ignited. Praise God. To keep on praying and seeking His face, putting my phone down, and just being with the Holy Spirit and hearing Amen. His heart. Amen. 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 Thank you, Janet. Bless you. Thank you and, so much. And for all of you joining us tonight, we pray you've been mightily encouraged and ignited and blessed and take your time with the Holy Spirit. Let him speak to you those very special secrets that he only has in store for you alone. Amen. So God bless and see you, Lord willing, next week Friday. Amen.